said the song WAP is getting it was very controversial but uh I I can recall let's go in, in a time machine and go down memory lane a little bit and I'm I'm on college campus and there's a song back in 2004 and Sharia this this boy comes from your town if it ain't you Ain't in your ass, it ain't your face. I need a tip. What? I need a tip. What? I mean, we waited till two o'clock in the morning, central, three o'clock central standard time, to see that video. And women were going bonkers about that darn video. Like, yo, so disrespectful. Why did he use a credit card to slide, swipe down that woman's butt? Um, it was a wrong at the same time Nelly's sister was battling cancer and the sisters were so riled up they were like F you Nelly and your sister like like we don't care we didn't like that now let's fast forward to 2020 now let me read some of these lyrics from y'all one of the favorite hot songs of the summer of the pandemic <laughs> And it goes a little something like this. Oh. Yeah. Beat it up, nigga. Catch a charge. Extra large and extra hard. Put that pussy right in your face. Swipe that nose like a credit card. What? On the radio? And she's that, that version wasn't on the radio. Yeah, no, 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 no. That was on the radio. And, what satellite radio? That was, no, that was on the radio. And day forty-five. Yeah, and to put it into right. perspective, the change about this music. Uh, let's go there. I, I, let's go go to straight to the question, Sarita and Rose. Uh, why are women are so adamant to defend WAP? But when Nelly was doing the same thing, and and let's put it in context, Nelly didn't have YouTube. Nelly didn't have Facebook and none of that stuff. You had to really want to see that song at 2 o'clock in the morning. You can see WAP at 8 o'clock in the morning on your phone. So let's put that in this perspective. Why is women are so adamant to protect something that is degrading them, but didn't, didn't feel the same way when, uh, same way when Nelly without tip drill. Well, I think it, I, I think it is the same way. Mm. I, I think it, it depends on, I mean, it just depends on the woman and it depends on who's listening to it. I haven't heard the song. I have not heard the song. I have. I wish you had told me that before I asked this question. But <laughs> I have seen pieces of the, um, 
TikTok challenge with all the, like just, I've heard that piece over and over and over again. That's all I've heard of the song because I have no interest. I think just based off of what I've seen and what I've heard, I think it's a degrading song and I haven't heard it. So I don't want to listen to it. So I'm not going to. I've made a joke about it and said it was worship and praise. That's how I feel about it. And I've moved on, okay? But in 2004, I did enjoy listening to Tip Drill. And I danced to Tip Drill and I was not offended by it. Mm. But that was in 2004. That was then. I'm not that person anymore. You know, I may still listen to it just for nostalgic purposes, but you know, and if I, yeah, just for nostalgic purposes. Oh, don't tell yeah. yourself. <laughs> but I still, <laughs> but I still think it's that same balance. There are women who thought Tip Drill were, was degrading. I have friends that didn't listen to it because why would you listen to that? And I have friends that, you know, are 50-50 with what? So I don't think, I think in 10 years from now, we'll have the same discussion, the same battle. And, but the thing I think will change is the access to the music, what it'll be. It may be a virtual reality video then. You know, it may be something a little bit more hands-on. Jesus. But I think that's, yeah, I think that's the only thing that'll change. I, you know, I, I still think that there's a battle and I still think that there's women who find their stance on either side of that fence. So it's more so about, really I think right now, it's more so about the access to such rated videos or such rated content, not the content itself. Because growing up, you know, like you were saying, we had to wait till two, three, four o'clock in the morning and even videos like this, you had to wait and where I lived, it was box 86 or something like that. And you had to fix the antenna properly for the picture to come in to get this type of content versus the access that it is now. So that's, I think more so it's about that access rather than is it or is it not degrading? Yes, it is, but who has access to it? Is it a mature adult or is it um, an individual that has a little bit more susceptible to be guided in not a positive direction? Well, thank you, Sharita, for destroying the, the, the question I had. You're welcome in time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about perspective. <laughs> Rose, please save the question. You're on mute. You're muted. My bad. I think women think that that song is so empowering because men have been talking this kind of stuff for decades. And as soon as a woman comes out her face with anything that's not sun, moon, stars, and flowers coming out their ass, somebody has a problem with it. But it's all in the way of, it's all in how you deliver it and knowing your audience at the same time. Now, I'm, I'm all for creative expression, artists doing their thing. I'm an artist and I write erotic poetry and I know that's not for everybody, but not everybody knows that I write erotic poetry because that's on one side. Now, you're marketing this song all over the world 
to everybody. That should be stuck up in a hole for people to actually find. It's all about what type of a message are you sending? I know you want to reach as many people as possible, but the message that you're delivering should be sent in a certain manner. Yeah, I appreciate that answer. Um, Rose was supposed to be on the uh, negative side. Then she called me and let me know I was on the fence. I'm on the fence with WAP. <laughs> I'm on the fence. So I had to find, hurry up and find another v a woman. You know I me. Mean? I was like, oh. well, well, I am on the fence with some of the lyrics because Cardi comes out her face like, Basically, if you lay on your ass, you don't have to do nothing. You're going to get a ring and a man is going to do your bidding. When that's basically just letting these young ladies know that I ain't got to do nothing but give them some walk and I'm going to get whatever it is that I need. <coughs> and that's not reality. What What are yeah, you doing for yourself? You okay, Sri? Exactly. You okay? Need some more tea? I do. And I ran out. <laughs> when she said, just give us some walk, it kind of took me. Go drink some I more tea. I remember what it meant. But also, Cardi, I mean, you have to keep in mind where she came from, what her, you know, what her perspective is, what her experience is, which is totally opposite from quite a few women. You know, she was. So, so, we, so basically, you was in me, her walk. So, you so, know, and so that's basically, a money maker. So basically, you telling me I'm, I'm yeah. expecting too much from a stripper that's set up dudes. That's okay. I got you. I, I, you have just going okay go just just tying it all together we're talking about quality of, of, of individuals we're talking about mental strength we're talking about emotional strength and character of individuals so cardi b comes from i mean props to her do you think you know i know this is recorded i don't need her to be coming for me <laughs> but she comes from you know, an environment where she has been successful in using her walk. And she's mm -hmm. continuously being successful in using her walk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So her, 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 her population, her niche, are individuals that use or are learning to use their walk in that way. There's other ways. But mm -hmm. that way, really, and, I, I, and that definitely no, it needs to be taken into consideration. Okay, it needs to be taken into consideration. So, after the show, I need you to apply online for some uh, to teach at colleges because you get me. <laughs> well, this is what happens when you send me a message at three thirty. <laughs> oh Lord! You should have uh, screamed me. <laughs> now. No, here's the I had something. Um, Cardi B herself had spoke about her walk and the demand for it, and she said that she tried to do other music, but it didn't sell. What mm. her audience wanted to hear was her talking about walk. So uh -huh. she gave the audience what they wanted, so she can okay. have her career. Okay, okay, uh -huh. Mimi, come, Mimi. So I'm gonna bring. Uh... I'm gonna bring you, Jerry, and Akio on the next question. Then we're gonna go straight to it. Um, uh, well, no, I don't want to go straight to it. I want to answer this question. Uh, Langston, would the, the outcry in the women defending the song be different if what was made by a man? Nothing has changed. Lyrics, nothing changed. But it was Drake 
and Lil Bootsy. And we know how nasty Lil Bootsy is. So, I think um, once again, you have to, you got to look at the core, the core audience because the thing about if your core audience is runchy, they not really can if it comes from a, a male or a female. I think that's another one of those traps that, you know, they put out here that set up, you know, sexism and all this kind of stuff when it really comes down to, and not to call anybody low quality, but one of the sisters said something earlier that I think is, is imperative that we all understand. There are certain points in our life to where our perspective is the way it is because we hadn't matured at that point. But as life allows you to keep living, now you see things a little differently. And so now you don't have a problem with saying, you know what, you're right. I even did that. And even when I did it, it was jacked up. See, because that's the first step. A lot of times you want to be like, oh, man, this is crazy. I don't know how every, every time it's always somebody like, oh, the new generation is worse than this. I never seen anything. But nobody ever wants to say, you know what, the stuff we was doing, it was it was jacked. You know what I'm saying? So now this is this has evolved from that. So I think that's where you, we have to kind of look at that and from that angle and be like, first take ownership and accountability on on where we were, and also recognize our growth. Because I'm gonna tell you, man, I see a lot of times the brothers and sisters. There's something about when we grow. It's some element, I guess, of some some pseudo blackness that we supposed to carry that don't allow us to express that we've been elevated. You know, and I think that's that's a big problem. So, so, so that's what that's that's a point I want to add is that it seems like as we get older, Langston, and realize that some of the things that we did wrong, and we try to educate the youth, hey, yo, man, hey, young, young blood, don't do that. You're a hypocrite because they're gonna bring up, oh man, you used to listen to DMX, uh, get at me, dog. You know what I mean? So why why are you checking me when you used to listen to DMX or uh? LL Cool J talking about pink cookies in the plastic bag getting crushed by buildings. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so, so I feel you on that, Langston. I'm, I'm going to go ahead because I got several more questions. I, I want to get right straight to uh, Mimi because she brought out something. How come we don't have more female J. Coles and Kendra Lamars? We do. They're just not hitting the billboards and people, it's not in rotation. Right. They're underground. Yeah. That goes back to what I said. We we got to look at who's controlling the dissemination of our black music. It is not our black sales. And that's part of the problem, because if you speak out on it, you're automatically anti-Semitic. And that, you know, nobody wants to be associated with that. But let's be real. When you look at the, the powers that be, I had a chance to to intern on with the with the music company. You know, my, my major was entertainment industry management and merchandising. And part of that process I got a chance to work with a with a music company and I got a chance to see that these companies, they're purely interested in, you know, the publishing rights, the master recordings, you know, and a lot of times people come out here and they'll work for hire. But one of the things, one of the pieces of game that they gave me was like, he's like, he's not in business to be in business forever. His deal is to get his catalog to a certain point and pretty much sell the company at a much higher um, rate than, of course, what he what he put into it. But at the same time, so when you got somebody who that's their only tie to the community is the economic growth opportunity, but we give them so much power as far as disseminating what, what goes out there and what gets supported. Because we don't understand like a motif. People who are familiar with mu musicianship knows, you know, a motif is something that you can hear it in a song and you don't know what it is about it, but you, you catch that hook and it can be played over and over again. 
and it becomes a thing that where you can actually make a hit you can make a trash song a hit record by simply giving it rotation you know and, it's the, and that's why I talk about us being controlled and programming understanding who's disseminating this stuff because let's be real back in the day when we had Tony Drake we had Suave House our brothers who were trying to they, they were fine as long as they were independent record owners but when they start trying to breach that ground of, of label distributorship then it became a problem. Then the federal cases come. So, I mean, you got to look at all those relevant facts. I appreciate it, Langston. I'm going to get back to you, Mimi. But the question, you said there are, like you said, I don't hear them. Maybe it has a direct correlation with Langston saying. So you you saying there are some female Kendrick Lamars. I see, I heard Mimi and Rose said that. And I agree. Yeah. There's one female artist. Her name is Rhapsody. And uh, she has a couple songs on Billboard charts, but it's not in heavy rotation on the radio station. Why? Because it's probably the content is not what the the masses. Why don't because after what Langston said, the content is not what the media is pushing out. It's not this type of stuff that the media says is going to sell, and how they want to project in in the the, the community. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Come, uh, come in here, Sean. You, you've been too quiet, brother. Oh, I, I, I didn't let everybody. I, 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 but, but, uh, Lauren Hill came out. Not that yet. thing, that thing. I, you know what? I didn't like that album because she was kind of more R and B than hip hop. I was hardcore. I was like Red Man, Ice Cube type dude. You know, I was an angry dude. Like, and, you know, but Lauren Hill came out with a positive album for women and got Grammys. After Sean, come on in here, Jerry, and then Akio. Well, I mean, sex sales. Uh, one of my favorite artists on No Limit was Mia X. Uh, she uh, actually, by her token, Biggie sought Kim, Lil' Kim because he heard a Mia X song. Um, but there are a lot of underground artists that a lot of people don't, don't, don't know. Um, I listen to a lot of battle rap. And uh, people, you know, you mentioned J. Cole. If you want to hear some real lyricism, and how people put those bars together, check out Battle Rap. Um, you'll hear a lot of lyricists that actually, they, they're incredible. But for the most part, sex sales. And if you're not sexy, they're not gonna push you. Mia X was kind of overweight, so they really didn't, she didn't get that mainstream push. I mean, even though Master P was pushing her, but she didn't, she didn't pop off like a Foxy Brown or a Mia X or any of her contemporaries. So sex sales. Okay, come on in here, brother. You've been too quiet. I wanna- Actually, I'm gonna agree with him, and I'm gonna use an artist that's current. Well, she was kind of current, like Nicki Minaj. Uh, I don't know if you saw listening to her before she blew up. Nicki Minaj wasn't like that when she first came around. She was actually a lyricist who <laughs> no, actually you don't like Nicki Minaj. Was very most. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. No. I don't. But originally, when she first came around, and I don't know if anybody was listening before her, she didn't rap the way she does now with all the oversexualized the pop music. But even she, when she got to a point she wasn't going to sell, she had to do what was going to sell records. Now, what you said about Lauren Hill, at the time, that goes back to, I forgot who said it, they had more more they had more of us controlling the labels. Distributing, no, but labels, no. Lauren Hill was around at a time where, it was, I guess you call it a golden era. You had Amir X around because you had a Master P trying to get her out there. You had, you, you could have a Lauren Hill because you got people like Wycliffe, anybody who's trying to push her out there whether they want her out there or not. You got a Timberland trying to push somebody like a Missy out there. We don't have that no more. Oh, not in that 
element. The closest we got is like a little Wayne pushing Nicki Minaj, and even he changed her style. And you got to you got to think too that the Afrocentric that was kind of becoming mainstream too when Lauren Hill was yep. coming out. So uh, it all depends on what's going on with the culture, mm-hmm. and maybe we mm-hmm. might see another Lauren Hill um, in a couple of years. But it all depends on us. Like, what are we pushing? What's what's popular within our culture? You know, uh, I guess the the ushering of the woke crowd might kind of produce. You know, it's already produced a Rhapsody and some other uh, female artists as well. It, it all depends. Okay. Well, but unfortunately, there's a lot of them sleepwalking. You gotta you gotta give me a heads up when you start trying to come up with Michael Mix. Come on, man. I have to concur with that. I'm with that one. I'm with that one. I have to concur. Okay. All right. Rose, is it you got too quiet? Let me go get you in here. Um Oh boy. Yeah, oh, oh yes. <laughs> uh, now, and Jerry, I didn't heard from you. I'm gonna start with Jerry, then Rose. Uh, people, when when this 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 when WAP came out, man, WAP came out, whatever, WAP WAP came wow. out, man. They want to use. They were trying to justify stuff like Mimi tagging my damn Facebook page with <laughs> damn Millie Jackson stuff when I was three or four years old, st- trying to learn how to talk like my parents gonna let me see millie jackson do that stuff but anyway uh it's when WAP came out and we in this and the some of the brothers like myself was talking yo man y'all need to chill with that we don't we don't want to hear that right now we've been in the pandemic police is killing us like dogs and and they want to bring up this song from 1935 when the cows come home blues you know we all know what blues is you know, but my grandma's still living, and she was born in 1926. And I asked her, did she ever heard of a song called "When the Cows Come Home"? She said, no. She was in the fields. <laughs> uh. So you get what I'm saying? So I, I don't know why we justifying it. Is is so? Is the music the problem? So we got it out. We had nasty music back then. We got nastier music now. So it, it's it's been here. So is the is is it really the music the our problem, or is it the access to music to the problem? That what uh uh Sarita uh made the point earlier. Go ahead, Jerry. You know, ultimately we have to be accountable in in my opinion for our own behavior. When I think about Millie Jackson, I remember her the first album I saw was the one she was sitting on the toilet, which was like controversial. You know, it, it was this was the vinyl, so. Uh, <laughs> I'm not killing my age, <laughs> right? Don't worry, and, brother. Pick that one up. <laughs> <laughs> really, Mimi? Yeah. <laughs> Go, Jerry. 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 I'm bad. It kind of blew my mind, you know. Um, but to be honest, it's a, I think we've said it several times on, on this panel. You know, as as we evolve, we look at things different. You know, once I, I had a daughter, I looked at the type of music, even when I had my kids. You know, I was listening to everything and anything, but once I had my, my daughter and my son, I stopped listening to gangster rap. Uh, I watched the type of music that I brought around them. So I think it, in the end, it's, um, it's technology and it's just a part of, of evolution. That's just my opinion. Rose. Can you re- rephrase the question again, please? 
I said I'm going to say, is the music the problem today? Or is it the access? Because to me, it's the access. Because I remember, I'm going to say this, I remember you, you were able to get clean versions of songs back in the day. Uh, uh, Sam Goody, when they were still open and all that, you know what I mean? So, and and you had to you had to try real hard to get the the dirty version. Now, the access is easy. So, uh, so is the music just music just been nasty all along? From the your music, but the access is more available now due to technology. Go ahead. Music has always been nasty. Nasty. There's always been some type of subliminal message hidden in lyrics. But then you have the evolution of the FCC and what they're allowing on the airwaves from, from back in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s to now. It's, get, it's more liberal and the access to the information and whatever whatever it is that you want to hear or see, all you got to do is swipe a few, swipe a few times or click a few times and it's there. But access is definitely a problem for certain individuals. Certain individuals shouldn't have access to certain music. You, especially people who don't have a certain mental capacity, mm. they shouldn't. They shouldn't have that access. I agree. Yeah, man. So going, I'm trying to. Figure, I'm looking at faces because I, I remember I was in Michigan and uh, um, I was driving home or somewhere. Yeah, I think I was driving home to my apartment and I heard a song. The beat was nice. But after I heard these words, I lost it. And I said, this song would never been played when I was growing up. And it said, it, it was some girl, did it, did it, did it, and you, you got to eat the booty like groceries. I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> I'll sell it. Yeah. I'm sorry, what's the problem with this one? There's a time and a place for everything. There's a time and a place for everything. If I'm going to, a, if, I'm in, if I'm in Vegas, you know, I'm on a party bus. I'm going to a strip club. I want to hear some some booty shaking music. I'm not trying to like count or listen to punchlines. I want to, I want to hear, you know, make that ass laugh. Yeah, I mean that. That's just me, and that's where the entertainment factor comes into. I see right. Jerry laughing, but I mean, go that, ahead, go me, ahead you know, Sean. <laughs> that's me. Now it, it, it's kind of like with, with gospel music, right? You have music that is for the sanctuary, and some that's for the concert. You know, high uh, mm -hmm. tribute might be for the concert, because a lot of people might have this, might have an issue with him being in the church. So it's the same thing with hip hop. You know. Uh, when I hear, you know, girl, you're working with some Asian. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I'm a, when, I'm, when I'm rocking the club or I'm going to a strip club or I'm at like A&M's homecoming, I, I want to hear that. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to hear, you know, J. Cole talking about whatever. You, know, you want to hear, you don't, you don't want to hear J. Cole talk about gentrification. Yeah. Okay. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> nah. I mean, I listen, I listen to that the crib, but it, it depends on the mood, you know? But like I said, entertainment, you know, if, if me and my wife about to get in, we ain't Oh, I'm glad you person. mentioned your wife, brother, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so, so, hey, hey, real talk. I didn't know about WAP until she, until she, she texted me the song. And I mean, of course my wife, you know, educated or whatnot, um, she doesn't really have a problem with it. You know, but it's a time and a place with everything. We don't, she wouldn't listen to that in the bathroom when our two year old or our three year old is there. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's a time and place for everything. And I know when the girls, y'all hang out, y'all go to, to Vegas, Miami, y'all trying to, you know, let your hair down. You're not trying to listen to the Lauren Hill, that thing. You know, so you trying to listen to Boosie. It's a badass, you know? Oh, where's the, come on, mute, mute Sean. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Yeah, I thought Akio was gonna be the problem. No, it's Sean. <laughs> well, I gotta that. that means other people think like me. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, this is for and Akio. When me and Keo had on this big, we about we almost fun, done. Me and Keo got on the phone. We had a big discussion. I mean, that we we got to come. Yeah. It was it was it was good that we was about 600, 700 miles away from. Play <laughs> all that now. Yeah, because you know I I got the Napoleon complex. Like yo, really, bro. Get me outside. Pull up. Yeah, yeah. So, so it, it was good. He said he went to therapy, and I'm I'm trying to go to therapy. I'm like, okay, we we we're, we're changing as black men. You know what I mean? We we ain't we ain't got to cut each other off, and and you know. F you and F you, you know what I'm saying? But Akio wanted uh, counselors on this show. Well, what do you know? I got two. Good. And I'm loving hearing what they got to say, too. I'm not a counselor. So we, uh, just, guess, just, just guess by the way. You can guess which one of, one of them is. But Harry. <laughs> so, so now here's the question should we hold these people more accountable for their actions uh these artists because you know uh much is given much you know you know what i'm saying yep so should we hold them more accountable for the actions rather than praise them as gods or this is the argument akio was bringing up and it pissed me off because our when i was little Chris Cross was very popular with the jump song. And me and you know, Chris Cross, we're the same age, the, the group Chris Cross, right? When they came out, they were blazing hot, man. They had grown men wearing their pants backwards at the age of 10. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I'm just trying to tell you that music has a power of influence. It, it changes the way we think and how our hair. Everybody wanted the Bobby Brown. Oh yes, you know every little step I take, all that, everything. Uh, but is it? Do we need to hold them accountable, or is the parents the problem? Uh, I, I I think I go to Jerry first, and then I go to Professor next. So so let me say this: If I want to change anything in my life, I had to start with myself, right? Self accountability. Uh, also, we have to be aware of, of what's being presented. I think we we've covered this several times. When if you if you have something that's coming in, the type of music that's coming in that you know is not suitable for your kids, what you have to do is make sure that doesn't come in. My job as a parent is to protect my kids and my family, and to do my job. Now, my kids may do like I did as a child. I went around, and I found the music, right? But my mom did not allow me to have that music in the home. When she found it, she destroyed it. My first NWA tape, she broke it in half and said, don't you ever bring this trash in my house again or listen to me, right? But I found ways around it. She did her job. So if I want to ever change anything, I have to change myself. 
So I would say as a parent, if if the music out there, it doesn't matter if they take accountability for it or not. I have to take accountability for myself, my kids and my family. That's just my opinion. Professor Colvin, AKA the therapist, come on with it. So repeat the question one more time. I wanna make sure, no, don't give me that. <laughs> repeat the question one more time because I wanna make sure this is the appropriate answer. Okay. Should we hold <laughs> these uh, people more accountable? We talked about musical artists or the parents is really the problem that these kids are doing these things that these artists are portraying. Cause like, for example, I'm gonna use another example. On the interview, Dr. Dre said, I ain't no gangster. I'm just trying to sell records. But the kids ain't the kids ain't processing that. They see Dr. Dre as a gangster. So is it really, do we need to hold these people more accountable or is it really the parents' fault? Um, to, to be honest, as a parent, you are supposed to be a filter. You're supposed to be a screen. You're supposed to monitor what goes in, what comes out, that exposure. That is the expected mentality of a parent. However, when you are in situations where you have different exposures and your choices are not like the choices of the eight individuals on this screen, <clears throat> if you're a parent in that situation, you may not have the luxury to be that screen, to be that monitor, to be that individual that can filter and say, hey, we're striving for something more. Hey, we are expecting something more. Hey, this isn't the best thing for you to listen to. Because mom, again, just like Jerry said, and there was only two stations that we can listen to in my household. That was the gospel station. And then the old school station that my mom used to listen to, okay? Anything in between, was a no-go. I wanted to listen to that. I was at my cousin's house. I was at my friend's house. But there was a will, so I made a way. <laughs> but my mother was still that screen because she had an expectation of something more. Okay. But if you are that individual that lives in what's being in that music, be it gangster rap, be it sexual heightened sexuality um and you're trying to provide those basic needs for your children you can't always be that filter you cannot always be that um screen door that says this is not okay and that's why when we talk to youth we always say it's important to have at least that one adult in your life that can give you that guidance even if it's not your parent so we can't hide, we can't hold these entertainers as gods. They are entertainers, but they are educating, but they are educating our youth on a different level. But it's up to the parents and the other adults to be that screen. That is our cycle. That is our cycle and we have to be mindful of that cycle and jump in where we fit in, which is to be that screen, which is to be that educator which is to be that this is the appropriate time, this is the appropriate place, which is to be that, be mindful of what you're listening to because it affects your soul. It affects the way you think. It affects your, the way you feel. It's all connected. We can't just chop it down the middle and say this side is the issue or this side is the issue. All right. I'm going to wrap this show up. 
so I'm gonna get everybody's responses. And uh, once again, I- Pitbull was the best. Oh, what's the question? <laughs> okay, this show is. I'll, I'll do it myself. Thank you. Uh, I'm last question, man. I I I see. Like I said, we already we expounded on the technology and the accessibility, and we already talked about the, the value of parenting and everything. Um, so what we gonna do as a community to make ensure that the music doesn't have the same effect of the people, the people of of yesteryear that it is gonna have to on today, Sean. I'm going, I'm, I'm, everybody got a quick answer. I'm, I'm going I'm going to everybody to touch on this, man. That was a loaded question. Yeah, um, it's loaded. <laughs> um, I would say accountability, like like Jerry's been preaching the, the whole during the whole podcast. Um, we have to say at a certain point that no more. You know, um, if you remember, there was a show about show. Was it Shorty Low? And he had his nine with nine baby mamas or whatnot, right? Um, that trailer got released and people in a black community, they said, no more, we're not gonna air this. We're not gonna have our people degraded on the world stage. And so when it comes to, to hip hop, music, R&B or whatnot, it is up to us to set that line, set that boundary, you know? Um, again, for me, I think it's entertainment and I, and I believe that certain music belongs in certain, certain areas of your life, you know? So um, it's it's a it's a tricky situation. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's one of those questions that that it might be rhetorical for some, and it might just be unanswered for others. Appreciate it, Sean. Mimi. I think the community and the parents need to continue to be filters for the young and for the impressionable, and maybe eventually, at some point, the turn the type of music will change and we'll hear more positive stuff in the radio. The Keo. I'm in agreement with with Sean and, and Mika. Like, all we can do is our best with our community that we got in front of us. Because until we get to, we get the power to change the music on the ways, all we can do is help us around us. Try to help individuals with our own children and those who don't have parents around, try to support them in the community. Mm. Langston, I haven't heard from you in a while. Malcolm X, come on with it. With it. Man, the only thing I would say is this. Um, first and foremost, as a man, be the man that God has called you to be within your household, within your, within your purview, first thing. Second thing, understand that your brand identity, don't look, don't look for that through something else. And the most important thing, find something that you master in life that way your influence will matter because that's what we're talking about at the end of the day is that influence Jerry I was just saying, you know, continue to educate and also to build up that self esteem and self worth because gotcha. when you're educated and have something you're breaking up Jerry I'll, I'll hold on one second. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Go ahead, Jerry. I was just saying, continue to educate 
in, in our community and to teach our kids. So therefore they have something to compare to what they're, they're in our community. So it's gonna shelter them from everything. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave you. Um, I'm gonna let Rose end the show. So uh, Sarita, you can unmute yourself now. I'm all for cre- I'm all for creative freedom and getting the message out, but there's a time, place, and a space for every message that artists deliver. Okay. Well, I was wanting you to go last, Rose, but since you went first, Sarita, you go ahead. Oh. Instructions. <laughs> I'm in total agreement. Okay. Um, with everyone yeah okay well everyone um i don't want to hold y'all too long but you know my my view on music is yes it's entertainment but i have learned a lot through music and hip-hop um for example one of my favorite rappers is Ice Cube, and he had a rap song called he had a, a verse in a song called, i push rhymes like weight I pushed rock and I would play football. I thought he was talking about dumbbells. <laughs> but I found out this this ain't the same weight we were talking about in the gym. But so that the reason why I say that to say this is that we have to I feel that as a community we have to do everything what y'all said to take accountability and everything else, but also uh the artists need to watch and filter what they have to put out in the community too, because there are people not as strong as us that can decipher entertainment from reality. And a lot of people are dying or taking the wrong route, embracing this music, like Sean said earlier in the show, making it their reality, whereas it's just entertainment. Um, Once I want to tell everybody, I'd like to thank y'all for coming on the show. it was a wonderful show. I didn't know how it was going to turn out. Uh, I might have taken on Mamie's advice. I might have to bring y'all back for part two. Um, is it really entertainment TV version? And that should be really, really good because I believe that television does even more damage than just words. So uh, uh, I'll have to link up with y'all and come and bring up, come up with a date. It'll probably be next year's. So make them wait for it. You know, you got to make them wait. Mm-hmm. Um, but once again, I truly appreciate y'all coming on the show. Uh, thank all my listeners for um, being faithful and sharing my podcast and, uh, and, and, and everything like that. So, but before I end the show, I would like to leave you with my slogan that knowledge is power. Uh, economic freedom is salvation but if you put the two together we can build a great nation this is marcus from rebuke talk to y'all soon peace